Welcome to the SCORE Small Business Success Podcast, Been There, Done That. To get free mentoring services, as well as to see the wide variety of resources available for small businesses, visit our website at www.score.org or call 1-800-634-0245. And now, here's your host, Dennis Zink. Episode number 34, Document Management. Fred Dunnier joins me today in our studio as co-host, SCORE mentor, and our audio engineer. Good morning, Fred. Good morning, Dennis. Our guest today is Steve Feldstein with Brother International. Steve, welcome to Been There, Done That. Good morning, Dennis and Fred, and good morning to our listeners. Steve Feldstein has been with Brother International Corporation for about five years. He's the marketing director for Scanners and Business Products. Prior to that, he was with Sharp Minolta, Rico, and Oki Data, where he was involved with product marketing, product development, and product planning. Steve, what is document management and how does it work? Well, document management is really uh, the use of a computer system and software in combination together to manage and track uh, electronic documents, electronic images of paper that are captured through the use of a scanner, a document scanner. With the help of a document management system, it's possible to have the right information in the right place at the right time. And that's really the basis for decision-making, triggering different business processes, and the ability to get to information faster so that decisions can be made uh, much faster and more efficiently. Why is it important and what are the benefits to small business? Document management is important for a variety of reasons. You know, I, I would say first and foremost, it's a much easier way and more efficient way to organize information rather than sort of the old way of hard copy documents being stored in file cabinets. Now, within seconds, with a document management system, you can easily search for particular keywords within a document. Or if you were in the legal profession, you could even search a particular case number or a particular uh, claim number if you were in, uh, let's say, the, uh, the insurance uh, or financial processing type of industry. And you can then not only find those documents and organize them really uh, much more efficiently and, and easily and a, and a lot less cost, uh, but then you could edit and retrieve and manage the documents right from your desktop application and be able to store many more documents, millions of documents even if you wanted to, even into the cloud versus the cost of trying to move hard copy documents either off-site to a a third-party company that, that may be very costly. How has the industry changed in the last five years? The industry's changed in the fact that I think that people nowadays are much more uh, attuned and much more used to having electronic information, whether it's on their tablet, on their phone, or at their desk. The applications are much more easy to use. Uh, You don't have to be a uh, document management engineer or any kind of a programmer or anything like that. And I think with the ease of use, factor increasing probably tenfold over the last couple of years. I think it just makes it a lot easier for many, many more people to get into the electronic document management uh, world uh, much more easily. 
And what kind of factors should a small business owner look at, you know, when they decide on what kind of document management solution they need? First and foremost, I would say there's really two different types of document management. There's a desktop document management and sort of a professional document management. The first type, the, the desktop document management, is I would say more for a small office or a small business that doesn't necessarily need to have lots and lots of different types of workflows and business processes and approval processes in place. With desktop document management, it's basically different types of software uh, that you could load onto your desktop. For example, Brother International, we, with all of our scanners and all, all of our uh, all-in-one devices as well, we bundle desktop document management software right in the box so that once you put your printer or your all-in-one or your scanner on the network, or even if you hook it up via USB, with the software that we include, you can easily begin scanning and actually organizing files right on your desktop and uh, being able to edit those documents, change the documents, uh, something called OCR, which is optical character recognition, where you can actually take, let's say, a, uh, a newspaper article. And with OCR capability, uh, all of the text within that uh, newspaper article can be brought straight into, let's say, a Word file, and then you you have the ability to edit that information or uh, use it in some way, shape, or form. You know, within uh, an, another business document, or if you were doing research, uh, for example. So it just makes it a lot easier. And the fact that you can manipulate information and data versus having just static information in a hard copy format. You know, years ago, we talked about the paperless society or the paperless office. I wonder to what extent has that actually happened? Because I know myself, I like to print out documents, even though I may have them on the computer. They're just something about putting them in a file and I, can, I know where I put it in my file cabinet. So I still do both. I don't necessarily print everything. But how has that come to fruition in terms of the paperless office? You know, it's funny you mentioned that. I, I, I think in the industry, we've been talking about the paperless office for the last 15 to 20 years. And I think, you know, overall, yes, we, we've made some uh, steps forward toward that. However, I still believe because of the amount of information that we now have access to, the paperless office is never going to happen. We actually at Brother did a recent independent study to see businesses that had 500 employees or less in size, how much dependence did they have with their printers and scanners today? And we, we were asking that exact same question. And the interesting thing that we found out, and it's really two main points here. Number one, 73% of the owners and decision makers at companies with 500 employees or less use their printer or scanner devices at least four times a day. Uh, according to you know this company that we use, Wakefield Research. Certainly, printing is definitely not going away. The second point that I want to make is that 51% of the respondents prefer to read documents on a printed piece of paper. I think about that myself, and when I need to actually look at a document that's probably you know four or five pages or more, I print it out, to be honest with you, because I, I really don't uh, want to look at a document on a screen 
for a long period of time. I mean, I, I'm looking at a screen most of my day anyway, and I think, you know, our eyes get tired. And regardless of the size of the screen and the resolution that you may have, I think people after a while just need to walk away from that computer screen and, and give their eyes a rest. And I think by printing things out, you do that, whether you, you realize it or not, you know, whether that's subconsciously or or consciously. But I know, you know, in our office in particular, I see lots of documents still being printed out and being read uh, and viewed rather than everything being done at, the, at a computer screen or even on their tablet. Do your uh, employees get beat up for printing when they should be reading uh, something off of a document management system? No, no, especially because we're a printing company. <laughs> oh, that's right. Um, yeah, we, we actually obviously want, want people to print. But no, uh, you know, I think, look, I think there are certain types of jobs, no question, kind of lend themselves more to being in front of a computer screen and using it a lot more. For example, at Brother, we have graphic designers and graphic artists to help us uh, create different marketing collateral type of materials. And certainly programs like Adobe Illustrator and Photoshop, you know, you have to be in front of a computer screen and you have to be using the tools with that software to really generate the output and, and what the final result is going to be. But I would say, by and large, if you just look at the general office worker, they're, they're primarily using the Microsoft Office suite, whether it's Word or PowerPoint. I know I, I use a lot of PowerPoint being in the marketing department. And it's very easy to just look at the screen, make changes on the screen. But at the end of the day, I'm still printing things out to see how they look are they the right colors? Certainly in, in a business environment, for example, giving proposals to a new uh, or existing customer, you want everything to look right, you know, not just on a screen, but also when you print it out. You want to make sure the colors are right. If you have a logo that you're using on that document, you want to make sure it's the right color logo, you know, for your business. And that really kind of sets you apart as well and makes uh, the document and yourself look very professional when you present those types of documents. Steve, if uh, you're in the process of setting up a new office and you want to integrate at least desktop document management, are there specific hardware requirements that, that you should think about? In other words, is your typical 17-inch monitor going to do the job or do you need to look for something a bit more sophisticated and, and larger? It really depends on, on the, the applications and the workflow that you're thinking about automating or digitizing in some way, shape, or form. But I'll make a general statement in the fact that for the most part in, in a small to mid-sized office, if you're just looking, for example, to digitize accounts payable, uh, as an example, invoices, you don't necessarily have to have the, the state-of-the-art, most expensive computer monitor and software. There are lots of programs out there, and, and even the software that we bundle with our scanners, for example, at Brother, is certainly probably sufficient for most small to mid-sized businesses just to get them started on the desktop side. Uh, obviously, if you need more sophisticated or complicated document management software that may be cloud-based or you need to be able to do 
uh, much more sophisticated approval types of processes, yes, then then you would need, you know, obviously the next step up in document management software. But I'd say by and large to start off with, pretty much any uh, scanner or MFC manufacturer out there already bundle pretty good desktop document management software to get you started. So if you're actually a paper-intensive organization that's going to be processing large numbers of documents, you probably ought to get a hold of a, a consultant or a, a marketing representative from a company such as yours to go over those requirements and determine what hardware and software would be needed to meet those requirements. Yeah, absolutely, I, I, 100%. Once you realize that, you know what, I, I am uh, you know, doing a lot more scanning or I want to really get a little bit more sophisticated with my approval process or my document management system, you should, uh, no question, get a hold of an expert to help you kind of map out exactly what the workflow process is or processes are that you want to digitize because there are so many different variables out there. And, and even on the hardware uh, side, for example, on the scanning side, you want to make sure that you have the right device that's fast enough that has the features set that that will make your life a lot easier, more productive, more efficient, because there are a multitude of, of scanners out there from, uh, you know, little mobile scanners all the way up to, uh, I'll say, heavy duty department level high end scanners that are out there. And they range in price as well. You may not need a two or three thousand dollar scanner for what you're doing in your office, maybe a uh, $200 or $300 desktop scanner is more than enough. Also, if you're out of the office a lot and you have a need to digitize documents or scan documents, uh, certainly you want to have a mobile scanner or some lightweight type of scanner that's battery operated, that's Wi-Fi enabled so that you're mobile and you could be anywhere. good example of that would be if... Uh, Let's say you're in the insurance industry, maybe you're a claims adjuster, you're on site at an accident scene, you're taking pictures of the accident, you need to scan those pictures back into corporate headquarters or to your office. All of those types of documents now can be scanned using a, a mobile scanner. I think you're making an interesting point there, which is that documents are not just necessarily pieces of paper. They can also be photos, audio files, all sorts of other things, and these mechanisms you're talking about can store all of those, correct? Yes, 100%. And again, it also depends on, obviously, uh, the size of those files and how much storage space you're going to need. So, for example, video files are very, very large in size, and so you need to have lots of storage capacity on the back end to make sure that you have enough room for those files. Certainly, uh, you know, cloud-based systems make that a lot easier these days. Um, you know, years ago, the, the cloud uh, everyone was shying away from because they were worried about security and uh, someone was going to hack in or they, they just didn't understand the technology. But nowadays, there are so many cloud-based systems that are highly secured and very reliable, and it just makes it easy to access those documents anywhere you may be. You could be traveling halfway around the world and have access to those documents, which is fantastic. 
paper is cheap these days. I remember the the old days with the, I guess they would you call it the pin feed platen, and you had to rip off the uh, the edges of the paper with little dots and little holes in it, and it just was kind of a pain to do. Everything's gotten easier these days, but now the my wife, for example, works for a home builder, and the big thing is DocuSign. And all the uh, clients are signing, or uh, some of the old ones don't want to do it, but generally they use DocuSign. And I imagine they probably still have to print out those documents anyway and file them in their library just so people can access them uh, that way as well as uh, by computer. Can you comment on DocuSign as a software relating to the document storage and retrieval uh, issue? I'm not that familiar with DocuSign per se, but I, I know that, for example, in uh, even a, in a court of law these days, there are certain types of documents that could be electronic in nature that are admissible with electronic signatures on them. In general, the population and even our legal system is realizing the value of having electronic signatures and that the days of uh, having to have a hard copy document or even a fax document with a signature on it are, are certainly being diminished uh, over time as new standards keep coming into compliance and you know different regulations that we may have both federal and state it allows the industry to really start to take the next step in having more electronic documents being viewed or entered into systems and decreasing the need for for hard copy, you know, actual signatures. Is there an inverse relationship to faxing versus scanning? I mean, years ago, I would fax everything. Now I scan everything. I almost never fax something unless it's international. Yeah, I I think we see it certainly uh, in the industry that faxing is certainly declining over the last 10 years or so. And that's because Scanning has become uh, a lot more mainstream. It's a lot easier to do than it was 10 years ago. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to be able to to scan documents in. Lots of uh, different devices now have scanning capabilities, including your cell phone. Uh, There are applications already built in, and most of them that you want to take a picture of a document or uh, something and have it scanned in. It, it's it's easy enough to do, and certainly the the different software, whether it's Microsoft or Apple based, also really really makes it quite easy to scan documents into your tablet or your PC, and from there very easily can be moved to a variety of destinations depending on what you want to do. However, I will say this for facts: there are certain industries where where facts will never go away. For example, uh, believe it or not, the legal industry still has a, a, a high propensity for fax documents. And again, a lot of that is because not all documents uh, are admissible with an e-signature. There are certain contracts, types of contracts that have to be signed you know, in, in hard copy format. And the only way to move those documents or, or have a record of those documents is to actually fax them. Today, people are on their phones nonstop, their smartphones, and, and realistically, the cell phone real estate is, is kind of still minimal. I know my vision isn't as good as it used to be, so I get documents, and I really can't look at them uh, on my phone. Is there any technology that's being developed 
that will aid people in being able to view those documents easier other than having a bigger screen? That's a good question. I, I you know, certainly would hope the answer to that question is yes. Uh, over time, I think that there will be some uh, sort of technology that uh, will allow you to view those documents somewhere, you know, if you don't have a large screen itself. Certainly, there, there's a lot of technology being centered on being able to convert text to voice. And I think a lot of that technology certainly could be used in a way to help get those, you know, different types of documents into some other format uh, that may be more viewable or easily uh, read or understood. Certainly, I know I, I use almost every day in my car because I have a long commute. The whole uh, feature within the car, which allows an incoming text message to be voiced to me while I'm driving. And I think that that's a huge safety plus. And I think, you know, you look at all the distractions that we have these days uh, and certainly, uh, you know, on the road is probably the most critical time where you have to be focused and uh, incoming text messages or emails, the higher car manufacturers capability to convert those types of incoming messages to voice so that you're not distracted that your eyes are not moving away from you know your your vision on the road is fantastic and i i, I applaud the the industry and i applaud a, a lot of what's being done on on that the safety side of things because i i do see so many younger folks being distracted all the time because they're just in front of various screens all the time and i think when they're driving they they really need to to kind of put those those things aside and make sure that they're focused on the road and um, so i think there's lots of room for development and uh, certainly uh, hope that the industry is is going to move in that direction sooner rather than later let's talk about security for a moment as far as information is concerned what are some of the main threats that you see for business information Certainly security, you know, I think is top of mind for everybody. Um, you hear about uh, a story in the news of a new data security breach at some large company almost every other day, unfortunately. But certainly the, the risk of sensitive information being mishandled or misplaced or stolen certainly has grown, I think, over you know, the last couple of years. I'd say the increasing threat of breaches, intrusions, cybercrime, as well as regulatory standards and the penalties that are involved if you don't comply with those regulatory standards really is driving businesses to look at security in, you know, under a microscope now, and, and they should. Not only the, uh, the actual data security that I'm talking about, but even unauthorized user access. So, for example, if you have a network at your company, you've got various devices on that network, so maybe they're scanners or printers or all-in-one devices, you want to make sure that only authorized people are using those devices and that you don't have someone coming into your office and uh, arbitrarily walking in and getting hold of confidential information or even scanning confidential information outbound from your business that's, that's certainly going to breach some kind of security standard or uh, make your company uh, look bad in some way, shape or form. So 
it's not only the, the data itself, but it's also the actual network that I think companies are really, really taking a very hard look at nowadays to make sure that only the, the proper people are using the proper devices and they're using those devices in a productive, uh, efficient manner that also can be traced uh, so that if and when something does go wrong, they have an audit trail. And I think that's that's key. You know, I realize that um, it, it differs by industry, but you know, how does somebody know if they're in compliance uh, with the law as it relates to their document uh, storage retrieval, archiving, and whatever else uh, they do with their uh, information? A very good starting point would be um, something called the Association for Information and Image Management, otherwise known as AIM, A-I-I-M. If you go to their website, which is www.aim.org, they have a whole wealth of information about document management, document imaging, various verticals, different areas to explore, uh, you know, whether it's regulations, for example, in healthcare, certainly HIPAA. Uh, is a very big mandate on electronic records, patient records, and confidential information. That's certainly a big regulatory compliance on the healthcare side. In the financial sector, there's Sarbanes-Oxley, which basically mandates about personal financial information that has to be tracked and confidential in nature. So if you're, for example, sending or receiving information about uh, your 401k plan through a broker or through you know, someone in, in the uh, financial advisory capacity, that all has to be within compliance of Sarbanes-Oxley and even as a company. So for example, if you have maybe a 401k plan for your company or maybe a SEP IRA type of plan. Uh, Again, when you are transmitting information to your employees or vice versa through your HR department or even uh, from a business owner perspective, all of that has to be compliant within the Sarbanes-Oxley arena. You you mentioned uh, HIPAA and the medical industry, and I know years ago there was a big effort, and I imagine it's still going on, to uh, have all patient records in digital format. And what's the state of of that goal? HIPAA in in particular, most uh, doctor's offices these days, they're in compliance. And I just went to a doctor's office the other day, and I found it really interesting in the fact that all of the documentation and even the conversations between the doctor's office and myself are now all secured on their own website. And I received just notifications through my email saying a new message has now been posted to this uh, secure website. Please go to the website, log in. You know, I have to create my own password. So everything's secured and any documentation from that visit at the doctor's office is also posted in that secure website. So um, really, really uh, interesting to see that transformation come about, even in a small doctor's office. Steve, is there anything that we uh, either haven't talked about or anything you'd like to emphasize to our listeners as we wrap this up? I think in general, document management, whether you're a a large company or a small office, has a lot of benefits to your company. 
to your employees. Um, and the key is, you know, that, that you get the right hardware uh, as well as the right software in place so that you can be more productive, you can be uh, more efficient, you can access uh, information quickly, you can make better decisions, faster decisions. And I think that's what business is all about these days. Uh, we're in a global type of environment, a global market where you can't just live in a vacuum and, and think that competitors are not going to try to take away or go after your customer base on a global scale because it seems like you know almost everybody is online or through the web and, and it's very easy to touch people in various ways that years ago we, we would never even have fathomed. The only thing I was going to say was the security aspects. And I think that the security components and features that uh, the hardware as well as the software can offer, certainly at, at Brother, we, we have a variety of products, whether it's our scanners or our all-in-one devices that have all types of built-in device security as well as network security to make sure uh, that the devices are in fact being used by only authorized people uh, that you, the business owner, decide are, are in fact legitimate uh, users of those devices. And I think that um, you know, being able to use different software, certainly uh, you look at PDF, a portable document format, I'd, I'd say that's the de facto sort of uh, electronic format these days. And there are lots of different types of PDF documents that are available. One is called a secure PDF. Uh, and, and that secure PDF is password protective so that if it is, in fact, really highly confidential information that perhaps needs, needs to be used in a court of law, that format is actually admissible. Steve, thanks for being our guest today on Been There, Done That and enlightening our listeners on document management. My pleasure. Hopefully our listeners have learned a little bit and uh, welcome uh, additional comments or questions that, that they may have over time. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. You've been listening to the SCORE Small Business Success Podcast, Been There, Done That. The opinions of the hosts and guests are theirs and do not necessarily reflect those of SCORE. If you would like to hear more podcasts, get a free mentor, view a transcript of this podcast, or would like more information about the services we provide, you can call SCORE at 800-634-0245 or visit our website at www.score.org. Again, that's 800-634-0245 or visit the website at www.score.org.